Welcome to the podcast, On Board, Navigating Corporate and Clinical Trial Travel with EQ Travel Management. EQ with experts in corporate travel, delivering integrity, intelligence, and innovation. This is Jordan Rich with Frank Jeffrey, the CEO, and Duncan Sanders, the operations director of EQ Travel. We're talking, of course, with Frank Jeffrey and Duncan Sanders of EQ Travel. And uh, gentlemen, there's a lot of attention paid, as there should be, to the millennial travelers. These are the current day travelers who are going to be traveling for many years to come. And this is a very uh, engaged and energized market. So, we're going to continue to do that. This is a group of people in a population that is on the phone 24-7, it seems. They're always looking and checking the phones. And so I guess a lot of them will be looking to self-book. What implications does that have, Frank? Millennial travelers are actually the first group of travelers that have been connected their entire lives. Mm -hmm. So unlike the rest of us where we remember... Present company excluded. (laughs) I don't don't think Duncan fits into our category. Where where we remember technologies being introduced, so we've not spent that, you know, entire life thing, you know, connected. Um, Millennials are very, very tech savvy. You know, they're used to being online. They can book hotels. They can book cars. They can do everything, you know, a couple of thumbs and off they go. Um, What we need to do as a company is make sure that the millennial travelers have the tools that they need to be able to self-book, but that they also do it within the company's travel policy, guidelines, risk management policy. So Mm -hmm. this takes us back to things like our online booking tool where they can do their own thing, but very much under the companies. And that seems to make sense to me, a lot of sense, that it's a more convenient platform and it's tied in with all the networking that you guys have available. There's a certain amount of comfort knowing that you're there to back them up. Well, actually, that, that's exactly right. So there's use of, you know, the online tool that connects to our travel program, which is guided by your travel policy or your, your company's travel policy. Mm-hmm. But it gives the tools to the millennial to book on their cell phone, to book on their computer. And these are a group of people that like to do their own research. They like to see if they can get a better quality hotel at a cheaper price. So they're online doing that. If they're booking through our tool and that's managed or the company's travel policy is built into that, then they can get the standard of the hotel they want. They feel like they're in control, but it's controlled by... It's going to save them a lot of heartache in the future or in the present, right? Because these hotels are the right hotels that are on the platform, and that's what makes the difference. Are they doing this in terms of flights as well, self-booking? Absolutely. So so a lot of our our clients now are giving the booking tool to their staff with the trust that they're booking flights in policy. As an agency, we're seeing those flights and we're mm-hmm. able to identify if they are or are not in, in policy and manage it at that point. Tech support, and it means everything. So when something does go screwy or scruffy, as you've said in the past, when something doesn't work well, what does EQ offer in that case to the self-booker? Exactly the same service that we do to um, anybody that books directly with the agent. So we're there to support them. So the nice thing with the online booking tool is you can book when you want, you know, so it's there 24-7, book your own thing, mm-hmm. um, choose your hotels, choose your flights, choose your car, everything will be done within your company policy, ticketed, no contact from us at all. But the flip of that, if something goes wrong, we're there. They can email us, they can call us. If a flight is cancelled, we're going to be there to help them. That's a great opportunity, a great service. And let's talk a little bit further, because uh, I want listeners to understand this, because we're addressing this to companies and travel reps and companies. They would first develop a relationship with you. 
so that all of the sort of rules and regs that they want to see abided by are in place. And then you would offer, like you say, this booking platform to the employees. Am I right about that, Duncan? Yeah, absolutely. So so the first first point of call when we're dealing with our customers would build that travel policy into their tra- the travel program. And it's, as Frank said before, it's just an extension of our agency-assisted model. So everything that they would get and those controls if they were dealing with us as a travel agent would be exactly the same on the platform. So you're only going to get economy, economy class flights if you're entitled to economy class flights right, or first class. Right, if you're... gotcha. Are, are there any, I'm sure there are, unusual companies that have strange policies? I, I'm guessing there have to be some around the world. Well, I think absolutely every every company is is slightly different, and and they might have a slightly different policy for the senior exec team to what their their regular staff um, are allowed to to travel on, or they may just have a, a completely open policy and say to their staff, "We trust you to to book within these guidelines," and then they they manage it from afar, and then so sort of they hmm. nail it down and. And they award points, you know, bonus points. If you have, you're on, on, on point with your travel program, then you might get that weekend uh, at the start or the end of your trip, you know, covered by the company. So. Terrific, terrific. Now, guys with whiskers who have gray in them, like me, uh, and <laughs> he's pointing, Frank's pointing at his very distinguished gray hair. What has been the reaction of people who are post-millennial? My wife is a whiz on the phone. She does everything by phone, and, you know, she's my age. I, on the other hand, let her do it. But what's the reaction been like, Frank? I think a lot of people like it for research. So they can have the tool and they can go on and, you know, they might be, you know, sorting out their schedule and they say, okay, tomorrow I need to be in Zurich and my meeting is going to be at 10 o'clock. And they can actually use the tool just to check that there are flights that are going to get them there on time. They don't necessarily then need to use the tool to book it. They can still call us, email us, or they can go ahead and make the booking and we'll just manage it for them. I'm very reassured <laughs> because that's what I would probably do. I, that hotel looks pretty good. Uh, can I switch or, or whatever? Uh, certainly the flights, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, the tool, the tool is very, very easy. Um, <clears throat> but the tool is not a substitute for the agents. It's there if you want to use it. Um, at no point is that ever going to be your only option. Just a quick question. Are corporate travel managers, were they let go, many of them, during the pandemic because there wasn't any travel? Uh, are, are you still working with the same people? Um, I'd say on the most part, we're still working with the same people. There have been some that have been furloughed and are now coming back. Mm. Um, the same with airline staff, you know, like airline account managers were furloughed. They seem to be slower to come back. Um with the current travel climate, there is very much a need for travel managers. You know, um, up until just recently, you know, rules for getting in and out of various countries were changing, you know, sometimes by the day. So the travel managers probably got a more difficult job now than they had in 2019. I was thinking the same thing. It, it's it's a challenging environment with the number of people jumping back onto the saddle and getting out there. The supply and demand, there's just too much demand at the moment, it seems. Absolutely, too yeah. much demand. There's, you know, people want to get back. The leisure market has exploded. You know, people have been cooped up for a couple of years. They want to get out, they want to have holidays. That's made availability less for people who are traveling on business, who, you know, are booking today to travel next week. 
Um, so the travel managers do have quite a tough job ahead of them. In the article, the top uh, six corporate travel predictions for 2022 and 2023 that you produced, EQ Travel produced, mobile technology, you say, accounts for 39% of hotel bookings and 22% of airfare bookings. And as the technology refines, those numbers will likely rise. I mean, there's no turning back. We're not reverting to sticks and stones. We're, we're, we're staying with the phones and they're more popular than ever, right? Absolutely, yeah. And the the booking tools get slicker and slicker and the, you know, the loyalty apps get slicker and slicker too. So I don't think that'll go away. Uh, this is very science fiction, but fingerprint and retinal scanning for identification. Security is a big issue when you're dealing with privacy and, and your data, right? Um, and I imagine yours is a secure platform, a secure portal. Yeah, every, everything that, that comes through us, you know, all the personal data is, is not just encrypted by our systems, but, you know, we're linking into the airline systems and they're sort of the top end security. And that's not just governed by the airlines, but, you know, all the, the various um, governing bodies around the world. I think for the day-to-day -day road warriors who are using an online booking tool, for for them, we are kind of like a security blanket. You know, we're, mm. we're only there if they need us. Um, we have a demographic of uh, travellers who will only speak to us. They'll send an email, they'll pick up the phone. They're used to almost, to us almost helping them um, plan their travel. You know, they'll tell us where they want to go. We'll tell them the logical order to have those meetings in and so on. And they're used to that kind of interaction and that won't go away. Well, people of a certain age remember travel agents, actual people who would handle things, you know, mainly for pleasure trips, but then business as well. So this is uh, really, really important. Let's let's do one more uh, of these. Let's round out with number six, business travel as a perk. You see that now coming back big time, I guess. We're not seeing the real return to kind of meetings and incentives as yet. Um, I think that is very close. Um, we've been booking smaller meetings, uh, you know, maybe 50 people, but not the, not the huge stuff yet. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a real, travel is a very sociable thing and people like to be sociable. Mm -hmm. So these incentive strips that bring people together um, have been proven to really motivate people because if we are the company's top 100 achievers and I'm meeting you for the first time and you had 1,000 sales and I had 999 sales, I want to know how you got that extra one. And then mm -hmm. when I'm here next year, I want to have one more than you. So, you know, it's sociable, but it also pushes people to. The research indicates, Duncan, that uh, people's level of confidence and interpersonal relationship skills, it all goes up when they're on a trip, meeting other people, clients and other colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is particularly relevant for you know, the group, the millennial travelers that we're talking about, who spend a lot of time, you know, on their devices and, you know, with technology who maybe aren't trained to be out socially, you know, in that demographic. Now they're starting to get out, they get in front of uh, customers, they get the opportunity to interact in ways that they probably haven't experienced before. Um, and if you're not a super frequent traveler and you've got the carrot of, you know, if, if you, you know, achieve something in the company and then you get to go out and meet face to face with the, the client rather than just over the phone, that's a real, real perk, if you like, and motivator for those stuff to, to, to get into that realm. And we're dealing with, with things that require coordination 
But if they're well-coordinated and well-staged, I mean that in the sense that everything works the way it's supposed to because there are professionals like EQ, everyone's happy, particularly the travel coordinator at the company. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> if we if we can make life easy for the travel coordinator, then then they're not generally happy and it makes their life easier. Excellent. Well, you're making life easier for me. I love talking about this stuff and it's really exciting. Uh, to know we're back and still ways to go, but we're, we're definitely making progress. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This has been On Board, Navigating Corporate and Clinical Trial Travel with EQ Travel Management, the podcast to take with you on your travels. Find out more at eqtravel.com and share news about this podcast with your friends and associates. From everyone at EQ Travel, be safe and be well.